Welcome to the Bearded Butchers podcast. Today we invite UFC legend and just an incredible hunter um, that is Jim Miller to the podcast. Jim, very, welcome to the podcast. Very special guest. Thank you. Thank you for having me. The Jim Miller. And I want to I want to be <laughs> cautious, Jim, because I don't know what defines you. I don't know if UFC is it defines Jim Miller or hunting defines Jim Miller. Perhaps those two. I are, think they all are, make yeah, up Jim they, Miller, right? They're, they're yeah, blended. Yeah, yeah, a uh, little bit of everything. I think. Uh, I think it goes dad, dad, husband, and then kind of. I mean, fighter is definitely there, uh, but I, I, I kind of choose not to like define myself by that, because mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a guy, really. You know sure. that uh, that happens to fight in the octagon and. Uh, you know, has more fights than anybody else in the octagon. But, um, you know, I, 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 uh, I enjoy learning new things and doing stuff myself and, and kind of being self-sufficient. I was, that's kind of the way that I was raised. Um, you know, so, uh, a lot of those, uh, a lot of things that my parents did because they were, you know, a nurse in a, in a, uh, a, a, residential framer Mm -hmm. scraping together as much as they could for four kids. Um, a lot of those things that they did and lessons that they taught us, uh, even carried on, you know, to me as a, as a, a guy who's been spoiled being a professional athlete his entire professional, uh, you know, adult life. I I thought you might say something like that. And, and, and we commend you, you know, Mm -hmm. dad being the top of the list because we share the same sentiment. Um, you know, whatever YouTube has done uh, in in terms of like the um, the the million plus followers, whatever, it, it doesn't define you. You're still the yeah. person, and and you know priority lists really don't change, at least not for us. Or it sounds like the same for you, where it's like you know I'm a father of these kids first, I'm a husband second. Like I have my my home life, my priorities, and everything like that. I just, I mean, like I think for you, it's just like you're just you're just a dog. You know, so like when, when you got into fighting, it sounds like, you know, I, I I think you applied some of those principles that you, you know, learned from your parents or whatever. We've done the same thing with butchering. Um, you just you just you apply those to whatever you're doing and then it, it can propel you to the top of of mm. of that situation. It sounds like in your case, it just happened to be fighting. I have so, a feeling if just we, a natural extension of your of your personality, I guess, if you will. Sounds like yeah. to me. I have a feeling when we dive into this podcast, we're going to find out that we have a lot of similarities in our background. <laughs> not not just to mention the beards. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just our upbringing. And like you mentioned, you know, family based and food um, mm-hmm. Our saying is faith, family, food. So, yeah, it's pretty I w- cool. I want to talk a lot about hunting, food, stuff like that. Obviously, that resounds with us and butchering, of course. Mm-hmm. So, um, what are some of your earliest memories? Like what got you into hunting specifically? Cause you know, the outdoors is a pretty broad category. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot to do out there, but I think hunting is, is a little bit of its, you know, it's, its own portion of that because it's, it's more, um, it's more, in, you, you, there's certain things that are, that are pastimes, hobbies or whatever, mm-hmm. but hunting, it's a passion, um, and it puts food on the table. Yeah. So I'd love to hear what like some of your early experiences. What got you into hunting? Did you did you grow up 
on um you know accessible to to land that you could hunt on like what was what were those first experiences like did somebody take you hunting how did how did you get into hunting what'd you kill first would you eat first that type of stuff <laughs> uh you know like like one of the things that i like to say is that hunting is more uh it's more lifestyle to me than like a pastime um because like you said it's uh it's a way to put the healthiest protein you can on on the plate in my opinion so um it, it's definitely become more of my life. I love fishing. I grew up doing a lot more fishing than I, than I did hunting. Mm -hmm. Um, but since I live in New Jersey, I'm still, unfortunately, I've been trying to get out my whole life. One of these days, uh, <laughs> we, we got to get out to where we got a spot for you in know. Ohio. Yeah, there we go. Well, I don't know if Ohio is a step up or step I, down. I, New Jersey, I'd so. probably go further west. I'd head. Yeah, I'd that's, head further, that's further away from people. Yeah. Montana. Exactly. Idaho, that's my goal. Utah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like the mountains. I fell in love with the mountains. But yep. uh, yeah, there's there's not a lot of places to to fish here um, where you can keep them and and eat them. A lot of the, a lot of the lakes that we fished growing up as kids, you you didn't you didn't want to eat them because they had a lot of runoff from mm, uh, sure. you know the lake communities and stuff like that. So um, so fishing was was the just catch and release kind of pastime type thing. Um, as a kid, I. Uh, we grew up uh, kind of surrounded by woods. Um, you know, we live in uh, western, uh, northwestern New Jersey, and and it's it's the hills. It's it's technically part of Appalachia. Sure. Um, you know, so uh, like my my father's side of the family grew up like here. Uh, you know, my my grandfather was born in the in the town that I I lived in. You know, growing up and and uh, that you know I still train in and stuff like that. So uh, in Sparta, so. Um, he, he grew up here. They, he, they grew up hunting my father and, uh, you know, his, his sisters when, when they were kids, um, they ran beagles and, uh, English pointers, uh, would do field trials and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, and, and, and hunting was, it was different back in, at that time. Um, it was a lot, seasons were a lot shorter. It was, you know, antlered, antler deer only mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Nowadays we've got you, you know, behind every leaf, there's a, there's a deer. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's opened up a lot more to where we can shoot a lot more, but, uh, you know, they, they grew up hunting specifically to put food on the table. Um, it, it really wasn't a, like, I, I necessarily love doing this, enjoy doing this. It was, they, they did it to eat. Sure. Um, so, as a kid, my, my brothers and I, we, we, we heard all the stories, but, um, you know, we were, we were in football, baseball and wrestling, uh, like <laughs> from little kids through, through high school. Um, and my dad was working, you know, I mean, he was, he was working six days a week. Um, there was no Sunday hunting back then. So he never got the opportunity to bring us. Um, so he, he kind of left it on us. And when my oldest brother, uh, got his his driver's license uh you know we would we would go to the sporting goods stores and and be like you know <laughs> looking at looking at all the guns and the bows and stuff like that and and uh i mean we we would every summer we'd be making stick bows and stealing our dad's cedar arrows and and stumping and stuff like that i'm um, telling you though that, 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 so that, that, that kmart <laughs> yeah. or walmart clothing those those yeah. wrangler real trees they they got it done back i mean yeah the success rate may not have been high but you know yeah. that's that's a lot of what it was like for us too but yeah and, and uh yeah it was like 
he Michael turned uh, 17. We went, we, we took our uh, hunter's education tests and, uh, and then we, we actually started to get to hunt. So I was, uh, I think, yeah, 14, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first got my license, um, we started out. Yeah. We, we would hunt deer a little bit, uh, because there weren't very many opportunities. Yeah. Um, it took us, uh, I think another year or two to get our bow licenses and that opened it up uh, a little bit more. Um, I shot my first deer when I was, I was 17. I, 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 uh, I, I cut school so I could, so I could hunt opening day. There you go. And, That's a good uh, reason to cut school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had my, I had my dad's, uh, 12 gauge Parker side by side, old beat to hell, yeah. uh, you know, uh, hand me down shotgun that he had. And, uh, I fell asleep and I woke up and there was a doe in front of me wrestling away right in front of you that's that's the that's the best way to stay still it's just exactly exactly because i because i remember my first my first hunting season uh i remember just absolutely freezing my my ass off that was what it was all about yeah mm -hmm. yeah i was wearing like uh i was wearing some denim overalls with like two pairs of sweatpants Mm -hmm. and a pair of thermals i had on a steelers starters jacket okay that was, that was my <laughs> that was my main insulation up top you know like two sweatshirts and stuff like that and i was un- uninsulated boots and yeah. i was freezing freezing my ass off so it took yeah it took a while for me to learn how to sit still um you know this was a uh, shotgun season we we're talking mid-december uh here in jersey so mm-hmm. yeah falling asleep is the the first time i really saw a deer as hypothermia and- set in the deer <laughs> yeah, yeah. walked over jim licked him on the cheek yeah yeah yep, so that- so you you blasted the doe then uh-huh um yeah that must have been a pretty good feeling putting down your first deer yeah yeah you know what uh that was uh that was the last time that was the last time my father has ever feel dressed an animal because since that day <laughs> you've done the it torch, all the torch got handed to me <laughs> good. he showed me he showed me one time good for him <laughs> yep well it's a great way to warm up your hands too yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um that's pretty awesome i mean very similar to what our experiences were like so i'm and i assume you probably butchered and ate the deer but mm-hmm. but i i wonder like you said 17, so 21 years ago. You're you're uh, back 22 decades or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, have have your um, practices butchering, eating, caring for the meat? How how have they evolved over time? Like um, I know for us growing up, like uncles, dad, we ate a lot of venison in our house too. Grew mm-hmm. up in a dairy farm, you know, kind of kind of poor. Didn't have. Um, a lot of money um, other than eating older dairy cows that had to be butchered or um, occasionally our parents would raise a hog or something. And then mm-hmm. the deer, whatever our dad shot, or then we get, in, we get into killing. But I know for us personally, you know, some of those early um, experiences with eating deer, they, they, it was sustenance, it was protein, but it, it the tasty was not, yeah. It was well, not up there at the top. A lot of them, a lot of them, a lot of them were, lot of them were, uh, were road kills. Yeah. Cause dad, uh, uh, you know, we were a larger family. So there were six, six kids and then mom and dad mm-hmm. and the neighbors all knew that we needed meat. So yeah. if there was ever a roadkill in, in the, in the vicinity, we, we would always wind up with it. So been, been there, done that. <laughs> so I'm curious, Jim, like, um, you know, after, you know, years of, of, 
killing animals. Um, have you found yourself to be, you know, have you evolved as a better butcher along the way? Like what, what do you, what are some of your favorite things to do with the deer that you kill now, and not just deer, but like I have other a feeling things? some of those recipes are probably in this book. Oh yeah, they yeah, are. Some, some are in the book. Yeah. The worst thing to uh, eat is tag soup. I mean, we all <laughs> that know true. that. That, that is, is true. absolutely heartbreaking. And uh, I want to talk about your Colorado hunt that you went on earlier this year. Because okay. Yeah, it was. I want to hear a little bit about dip. that. Well, we've been there too. We, we, it's a good. Uh, it's a. It's a good hiking trip. Those are exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You, you know, like. I, I, uh, I really, I really get sick of this thing, you know, sure. um, and, and social media, um, like I go it's through so these oppressive, like, uh, yeah, just, yeah. But one of the, the biggest things that, uh, has helped me learn more about field care and butchering mm -hmm. is social media. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, it, I would probably say I really started to learn a lot um a lot more and and things kind of shifted for me as a hunter and then um in in like i said field care and 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 the, and the butchering probably about five years ago in, in like 2017 uh you know i i had the opportunity to to meet a few people in the industry mm -hmm. and and uh you know really started kind of following along and um i learned a lot i became more successful and it's like um I was I, I learned a lot more that, you know, about uh, about what to do with the animal, too, once it's down, you know, like um, growing up, we used to split them as as high as we could and all the way down. Expose we would, all we would, that. Yeah, uh, we would take yeah. the take the saw, cut through the hip bone, cut all the way up, uh, up through the ribs and then and then drag it out, uh, you know, three quarters of a mile through the leaves and the dirt. And uh, and there you go. You're, you're getting all this crap inside the inside the cavity where nowadays it's like i i'll put as small a hole as i can inside them uh you know i'll go elbow deep <laughs> and just get in and there do what i need to do yeah and, yep. and uh, uh i've learned the you know the 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 right size knife that i like to carry in the woods that i can use to 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 cut out the backside and and um and and to not open things up and um like as a kid, venison was one of those things that was like, we, we ate it and it, it was good, but it wasn't like what it is now when yeah. I put it on the table. I mean, my, my kids fight over it, mm -hmm. and, you know, and it's, and it's literally, uh, I, I think the only, unless the deer have changed, unless the animal themselves have changed, um, it's those little things in field care of, of just taking a little bit better care of the meat not letting it get as dirty uh you know i'm i'm spraying it out and washing it out you know once i hang it up in the barn and uh you know um i like to hang for a couple of days um you know depending on the temperature and uh yeah like i the the flavor to me maybe it's my palate's changed too who knows i mean as a kid i i, I didn't need any vegetables i mean i I, I hated broccoli mm -hmm. nowadays. It's like, I, I give me some broccoli, Brussels sprouts, asparagus. Like I love it all. Um, so maybe it, maybe it's my palate as well, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I I've learned a lot in the last like five or six years that, uh, have really kind of helped me, I think become, um, you know, a, a better hunter, but also like a better hunter cook. Right? Sure, sure. And, and, and 
you know, preparing well, my, it, my wild, wild it's, game. It's, it's, you know, not only is it um, great to sit out in the woods and get that therapy in there, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, once you kill something and you go through processing what, you know, what, by whatever means you get it to your table, if those steps are carried out correctly, then you get a product that when you sit down and eat it, it's far superior to what is available mm-hmm. on the commercial market. Um, you know, protein, you know, obviously in my book trumps, you know, 90% of the foods that are out there. So, I mean, it's great if you're getting protein from whatever source, we're obviously big meat advocates. Mm -hmm. I think that there's, um, I think that there's going to be a political push on meat. There already is. And I think it's going to become, (laughs) I think it's going to be, and, and, and people can think that, you know, I'm a little bit crazy for thinking this way, but I, I, I'll point him right to the prohibition and say, you know, they outlawed alcohol Mm. and made it illegal. They could do the same thing with meat, Mm. but so, but we're big protein, you know, obviously, um, you know, animal, animal source protein guys. Um, so good on you if you're eating meat, but then you go to the sourced from your you know, back 40, whatever, and then you butcher it and then you put it on the table and then your family loves it. Like mm-hmm. that is that, in, in my opinion, that's like the, the end all be all when you mm-hmm. not only spend all that time in the woods because you're a dad and yeah. you love to spend time with your family, but it's also important for you probably to go out and sit on the side of a tree because oh, yeah. it's good for your head and it's yeah, good for, totally. you know, everything. Right. So totally. now you're not only just spending time to kill something, to throw it through a processor, put it in a bag, maybe eat it, maybe not, maybe get to it. But all of a sudden you've got, you know, a prized backstrap that's mm-hmm. like going to be this meal. And like, I know in my family, my, um, my sons are fighting over the chops from my son's first deer this year <laughs> and eating each other's or whatever. But, um, that for me, that that's, that's the greatest feeling is when, you know, you you sourced food from natural resources, put it through your process, whatever that, and it's okay to go to a processor or go to a professional, but like if you can keep it inside your own um, means of of carrying it from field to table, that's even better because you can handle a lot of that cleanliness, keeping uh, track of everything. Um, you know, if you got the right temperatures, you can hang it. And we understand that not everybody has access to coolers and yeah. things like that. But like um, when you have that in front of you on the table, you know, you put an arrow or bullet through you, family enjoys it. That's, that's what, that's what a lot of our passion's about. And, um, obviously and- we're in the commercial meat industry, but we love it when it can be um, naturally sourced. And passing down to your children, the skill of survival. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't know where this country is going to end up if someday you need, you need these skills just to, mm-hmm. you know, just to survive. Um, so knowing that your, your children know how to take an animal all the way to the table. I think that's very important in the age we live today. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like you said about like, uh, the, having your, having your hands on that, that product, that, that, that meat, whatever it is, um, like, from field to table, um, which I know is like a, a hashtag, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But it's, uh, to, to, to be cliche, right? Yeah. Um, it it's uh, 
there there is a different feeling about it. Sure. Honestly. And, and I've tried to explain this to people. Uh, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to, um, you know, throw some plastic down and pay for some expensive steak dinners uh, for, for those close to me. Sure. And they've been great. You know, it's it's been a great entertainment. Um, it's been a great night. But there is absolutely nothing that is compared to even just uh, doing like not even crazy preparation. Cause I sometimes go a little bit over the top um, when I, when I, when I do these, when I cook for, you know, cook for my family and, mm-hmm. and, and, and friends. Um, but even the basics of just like a couple back straps, some Montreal seasoning mm-hmm. and a, and a hot grill and taking care of it, not overcooking the meat and uh, seeing somebody that's never had venison and enjoying it and loving it and eating with their fingers, you know, like just cutting it up and, mm-hmm. and, and serving it on the cutting board and um, the look on people's faces and like the satisfaction that I've gotten from that is above and beyond what, uh, what I've ever felt, you know, getting that credit oh, yeah. card oh, sure. from the waitress, at a, at a fancy right? steakhouse. Like, yep. You know, like, uh, and, and I, that, that feeling like I try to, I try to do as much as I can myself and to, to a detriment. Um, you know, sometimes it, it, that, that, uh, that mentality kicks me in the butt when it comes to like business and stuff like that. Sure. But, um, but I, I just like sharing stuff mm-hmm. that I've done with people. Um, that's, that's like, that's why I kind of got, I got into like brewing beer and, and, and wine. Um, I, I'm, I'm on a little hiatus at the moment, but, uh, you know, because it's another, it's something that I took raw product, you know, raw things of, of, uh, malted barley, yeast, water, and hops, and you, you make a beer that's like, oh, this is this is good, and it's like, I made that, you yeah. know, and it's like, and then you share with like, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, I, sh- I shot a I shot a deer three hundred yards from my back door, uh, you know, nobody else had their hands on it but me, and I and I cooked it for my 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 friends and family, and it's like, yeah, I I I did that, you know, like, and there's a the, the satisfaction that yeah. comes from that is is completely different. And, and you've pretty much set you you have a farm, correct? You you a small farm. You you're pretty much uh, self sustainable. A so farm, <laughs> yeah, but but you're it's a hobby farm. But, yeah, yeah. but you're self sustainable. So it's not just that you're going out shooting wild game, but you also have the vegetables and 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 all that stuff. So you can prepare. I try, yeah, I try, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, we've learned we've learned <laughs> that um, we're uh, much less green thumbs than we are mm. actually like. Uh, killing something and taking its delicious yeah. meat <laughs> yeah. off of it and, and doing that. We're just, we're just good at shooting stuff and eating it. So yeah. archery, uh, rifle, gun, like, do you have a rifle season in New Jersey? No, we don't. We, so we have a muzzleloader, yeah. Muzzleloader, shotgun. So, um, muzzleloader, shotgun, and, and archery. Similar yeah. similar to Ohio. They open it up to straight wall cartridges. I'm curious, Jim, um, with regard to, and, and forgive me, because I don't know what all you can hunt there. We talked a lot about white-tailed deer. Yep. Um, I'm Any sure bears? A, I'm Any sure black bears? Well, I wanted to get in that because I'm sure they're small game, <laughs> but like, are you, do you have bears? I know you have bears. Are oh, yeah. you allowed to kill bears? Uh, not at the moment, unfortunately. Do you yeah. wish you could kill bears? Do oh, you yeah. personally yeah, wish oh, you yeah. could? Okay. I, I, do you, I, eat, have you I, eaten bear? I, I prefer bear over whitetail pretty much every day of the week. That's, um, that's awesome, man. Cause we, we, we don't have bears. We, 
there uh, we're starting to see a few bear here in Ohio. So mostly in the southern mm. part of the state. There was one one county over um, traveling through or whatever. Um, our first opportunity to taste bear meat was on a um, our own um, tag soup elk hunt in Montana two years ago. And um, the guy that we were hunting with, um, Cody Rich, took us on public land, kind of opened up his resources, took us hunting. He brought bear meat with him, and that's what we – maybe it was because we were on the top of a mountain. We were hungry yeah. and all this stuff, but <laughs> we it was fantastic. So I'm curious, yeah. like, how close are you to being able to kill a bear um, in New Jersey, or what's your opinion <laughs> on that or whatever? Um, well, they, they, had, uh, they had opened it up in – I think it was 2000 and – one maybe um and there was a lot of uh like contention you know sure. there's a lot of politics involved and and unfortunately that's what uh had the hunt sh- shut down so t- 2020 was the last year that we had the bear hunt so these last two years we haven't been able to have it and um new jersey for for a, t- a period of time uh the northern northwestern three counties of Sussex county morris county and warren county had the largest population of black bears, uh, like on the planet. Wow. Or the most densely populated, sure. uh, population of black bears on the planet. Um, and since that time, the bears have spread out through the state. So now, now bears are, are, they're all over New Jersey down to, down to, you know, all the way down South by Atlantic city and stuff like that. Um, so the population has grown and like uh, initially you had, you had hunters hunting in the three, those three counties. And um, you know, the success rates were never that high um, because bears are smart. Sure. <laughs> like they're really smart. Um, but we've gotten to a point in the last two years with this, with this high population with relatively mild winters that we've been having um, and just an abundance of, of, uh, of forage for them, you know, and, from garbage and stuff like that from, from people, but also, uh, good acorn crops. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we've got a decent amount of farmland in this area. They bears absolutely love sunflower seeds. So when they plant the sunflowers on the one highway, uh, in the town Sparta, like you, if you flew a drone over there, you'd probably see like 20 bears, (laughs) uh, you know, in in like a couple acre field, uh, of, of sunflowers. Um, but they're, they're, you know, they're super thick now. Like, and, and we have regularly, we have sows that will have five healthy cups. Oh my, which is pretty that much unheard take, of. Sure. Long. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's pretty much unheard of in other bear populations. And, um, it's, it's a very, like, <laughs> it, it's a very, uh, it's like politics, you know, like, but it, it, the, the groups don't, they don't necessarily align with the political groups, but like, there is the the people that understand that hey we need to manage this population yeah. mm-hmm. because they're they're growing at a rate that can't nature can't sustain it mm-hmm. and then what ends up happening is you have these the big bears like i've got a, a sow on camera that is 450 easy you know pushing five um she's a she's a big one <laughs> and uh you know i've had other i've had bigger bears uh you know uh boars like on camera and she pushes the little ones around. So just the other day, I, I posted something where I had this little one and I'm, I'm like yelling at it from my tree stand and it didn't care. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm in the middle of the woods yelling at this bear. Like he should be 
bolting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the next County. Um, and, and people don't understand that, yeah. you know? Um, so like it, what, what ends up happening is the little bears get desperate because the big bears push them off the, the sure. natural food sources. And then they have to go into They're neighborhoods in your, and in your trash we've had cans. a lot of, yeah, we've had a lot of, uh, uh, like dangerous encounters this mm-hmm. year. Um, we've, we've had quite a few dogs, uh, get killed, um, some attacks on humans and, and, uh, it sucks because it's like the state is going to hire people to come in and shoot them and then just roll them into a ditch and, you know, Mm -hmm. and be done with it. And it's like, I, I'll happily pay you for a license, you know, and then, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to eat it and then I'm going to, I'm going to get a taxidermy. So I'm going to be pushing money into the economy i'm gonna mm-hmm. be i'm gonna be buying hunting uh, hunting supplies specifically to hunt these bears and uh instead it's like hey let's just throw on some more taxes and hire some hire some people to come out it, and, and and shoot them it's tough because you know we have to balance what you know natural resources conservation you know so some people don't realize that hunters are the biggest resource for hunt for conservation our our money goes into the system through licenses and and tags at a far higher uh, rate and 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 leads to population increase, um, et cetera, et cetera. It's been said that the best way to save a, a pop a, save a species is to start eating it, mm-hmm. um, and in striking a balance between the politics of it, the people that make decisions, and what you know they they don't know. Unfortunately, it t- typically, you know, takes somebody, uh, you know, these things are getting hit on the road, yeah. uh, knocking trash cans over, or they're in the cities, whatever. Um, but I wanted to part a little bit from New Jersey because um, I want to hear a little bit about moving west. Like you, you have gone on some Western hunts. Sounds mm-hmm. like you have, it struck a chord with you, like just being out there. Like, um, tell us a little bit about your Colorado hunt. Have you ever, have you, have you killed big game? And then what's it like? Like, so you're in the New Jersey woods. Yeah, <laughs> and you got to deal with bears, like is which yeah. is one thing. But like when you go west, you're dealing with, of course, bears. But now you've mm-hmm. got grizzly, and you've got um, you know mountain lions and stuff too. So like, I'm curious, like what what your western hunting is has been like. Have you have you got any bigger game out there? Have you dealt with predators that type of stuff? Um, I am a uh, like. <sighs> I'm a I'm a colored belt when it comes to white tail. I I I. I I kill deer. I don't kill massive deer. Uh, cause I'm, I, I like to eat them sure. more than I like to, you know, uh, uh, just specifically hunt one. It's cool to like have those opportunities where it's like, man, like in a different time, I would have shot you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. because I know that like the big guys over there, yep. and that's a cool experience, but I, I like to be successful as well. Um, but when it comes to like elk hunting, uh, I am, I am, uh, I am a cherry. I am, we're right there with you. <laughs> I am I am a white belt as they come, you know. Um, I've I've gone out three times uh, to Colorado, hunted uh, you know the over over the counter either sex um, archery, archery uh, zones, um, and uh, so yeah, it's or it's a struggle. So um, so the last two times I went out in 2020, and then I went out this year. I went solo. Um, the first time I went out in 2008. Uh, I went with two buddies of mine, one who's experienced has been out there quite a few times and, and has been successful. Um, and, uh, also br- brought my, my father out there. Sure. Um, and, uh, in, in 18, it was, uh, th- it was just a different, there was a lot of action. There was a lot of action. I, I 
uh, and it really it hooked me, you know, like calling in a couple elk and having having bulls like actually come into my bugle mm-hmm. and my cow call and be ripping stuff out of the ground uh, it and then screwing it up and not not getting them <laughs> because I'm a, I was a newbie. Um, it it really hooked me. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 completely different. Uh, and, and I, and I like that. I enjoy that. That's, that's why I do all the stuff that I do is cause I, I'm kind of a glutton for punishment. And I, I, I like that process of, of kind of failing and, and learning from my failure. Sure. Cause I know that's the best way to learn. Sure. Um, at least it's the best <laughs> well, way that I learned. And the, so, thing, the thing that I, that I learned when we went out there was like you, it's, it's, a, it's, it's such a bigger scale. Like anywhere mm-hmm. you go in the Eastern part of the States, it's like, yeah, you can get a little lost. You can get a little off the beaten path, mm-hmm. but not like out there. Yeah. I mean, you can, it's, it's such big country. I mean, there's a lot to, there's a lot to take in. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot to cover. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's different, you know? So, um, this year, uh, well, yeah, this year I, I had, uh, I had a, like one or two opportunities was able to, you know, kind of get in there. It was, it seemed like there was a lot of pressure, um, you know, from other hunters, um, a lot of, a lot of calling and running around. And, and, uh, you know, if I, if I understand one thing about hunting elk, it's, you have to hunt the wind, you have to be in a good spot if you're going to try to call. Um, and there, it seemed to me, you know, this might be, (laughs) these guys were better callers than me, but, uh, they, they weren't hunting the wind. (laughs) So, so they were, uh, they were bumping elk away from you. Yeah. That's, Mm. that's kind of what it, if I was an elk, I would have, because their wind was always blowing right in my face. Yeah. So, um, I actually did that to the one group of guys. (laughs) You said, said, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I came, uh, you know, was kind of working my way back and, and I called and, and, uh, this guy was really, he was really good. And, uh, he, he bugled back and like, I'm trying to, trying to throw my call, you know, behind me mm-hmm. and, and work up a little bit, uh, being, being solo and, uh, you know, not having a partner. So I'm trying to like creep up to get a little bit better, uh, vantage point. And then, uh, and then I see the, you know, the shooter, uh, you know, the hunter. So, uh, you know, we, we flag each other down and, uh, you know, walk up to one another. Yeah. I was like, man, you're, you're, you're really good. good. I, I, yeah, I thought you really was an elk. He's like, thanks. I've been practicing. <laughs> I pulled out my wind checker and I squeezed it and it blew right into my face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I was just like, all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't put as many miles on this year cause I ended up, um, finding them a little bit closer to, uh, to camp. Um, and, and hunted, a hunted a group there. I, I, uh, kind of, I had a cow that I probably could have shot. Um, I just couldn't quite tell because her head was kind of behind a, a, a tree. If it was a spike or not, you can't, mm-hmm. can't shoot the spikes. Yeah. Um, so uh, by the time she moved her head, then she was already, you know, it turned around. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a. From it's what, so, from what I understand, so it, 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 it's, it's the name of the game when it, when you get into elk hunting, especially archery, public land, solo, and it just, it just takes repeated trips mm-hmm. until it finally happens. And, and just putting on the miles. Yeah. So yeah. do you, do you pretty much, sorry, do you pretty much just, um, do you drive out, Jim, and then you just, you camp just in the backcountry, mm-hmm. just solo camp and, and spend like a week out there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was tra- camping mostly at the trailhead, um, mm-hmm. because it was, uh, like I said, I, I found them. 
found a, a, a little herd kind of close that they were, they were coming in about like a mile or so, a little over a mile. Um, I had gone up, uh, you know, and, and, and done the like six mile thing up and, uh, just couldn't seem to locate them. So, any, um, I just kind of moved around, but, mm. uh, any predator yeah. activity in any of those uh, trips? Not, yeah, not this year, but the first year I went out, um, I ended up being about 15 yards or so from two mountain lions. Oh and, no. Uh, yeah. Seriously? That's, uh, that that made every that's hair. Two, that's two leaps in a bound, and I, don't, yeah, I know you're yeah. pretty good, but I don't know if you're too yeah. mountain lion good. I don't. Yeah. I think. <laughs> so, from what I from what I uh, you know, I went and I, I looked at the the tracks and stuff like that the the, the next day sure. um, in the daylight. Um, it was uh, it was probably a, a you know a, a mother and a and a young one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, yeah, would the young one have decided to pounce on me? And if the young one pounced to me would the mom jump in sure. like, you know or is she just gonna say screw that <laughs> so how does that how you does don't want to com- find out how does that compare- yeah i didn't want to no. find out so how does that compare to some of your other harrowing experiences that uh, you've invited upon yourself or or otherwise you know you're locked in a cage but in this case what was uh, that, that hair raising experience like yeah that was uh that was that was completely different you know it was crazy because i was i had been uh there was this uh this point and there was a lot of uh, mule deer sign going through there. And that's their number one, you know, food source. Um, and I had been putting my my father on stand uh, over this this wallow. It was a re- really dry year. Uh, so we'd been dumping some water into the wallow, trying to like reactivate yeah. it a little bit, see if they would come in and, and hit it. Um, so I'd been putting my dad like 100 yards from where they ended up being. Uh, hmm. and uh, here you go, pop. So you don't have yeah, to, run, you yeah. don't have to run faster than the mountain lion, just faster than the mountain which is gonna be pretty easy. Yeah, two bad knees. Uh, so uh, one night I'm 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 coming down. I'd I'd gone up higher, and uh, I tend to not like I I tend to try to avoid using my headlamp as much as possible. Sure. Um, because I I hate the the tunnel vision that I get yeah, when I'm using that, it. You know, mm-hmm. peripheral. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. I had, I literally like kind of just, just switched it on, uh, maybe like 50 yards up and, uh, I like come around this little thing of brush and I, and I pick my head up and I just see the, the eyes like right there in front of me under this, this, uh, pine tree. No, thank and, you. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I had been, I was, I was carrying. So like I, I pulled my gun and then I'm like, all right, you're not you know, you're not moving yet. So like, let's see if I could take a picture. So then I'm trying to take a picture. You know, my phone won't, uh, phone won't focus in the dark, you know, it wasn't light enough. So, uh, so I started backing up and then maybe 10 yards from it, uh, probably less than that was, uh, another set of eyes, you know? And and like, it was, I was close enough. You could see like the, the, the coloration difference Mm -hmm. in their face, you know, it almost looks like that little like tea. Uh, yeah. So I, I was a little amped up at that point. Sure. Um, like how many so, bullets do I have here? Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I tucked back, uh, you know, uh, into the, into the timber, mm-hmm. <laughs> which kind of sucks, but, uh, back onto the, onto the, you know, found my way back onto the trail and it was going down this, uh, dry riverbed and in my head the whole time, I'm like, You're like they're just going to use the dry riverbed yep. to stalk me. And then mm-hmm. they're going to pounce <laughs> on me. So then of course, like I'd go a couple yards and I'd turn around and look, well, <laughs> somebody had put, 
the little reflectors, the, the cat eyes sure. on the trees, mm. you know? So like I turn around and I'd see one of those and, ah, and mm. I'm like, <laughs> I get a little amped up and it's like, ah, you know, and it didn't, you'd think like the first time, Oh, that's just one of those reflectors. No. Not, no, when you're second, pucker, this, not when you're puckered the, yeah, like yeah, that. When you're yeah. already puckered. The yeah. second time and the third time. And then like, finally I turned around and there was literally the tree was like arms reach. Mm-hmm. And that one, that one made me jump a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, so then I start like, you know, swearing at myself. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> come on, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you doing? And I turned around and on the other side of the, the riverbed, I see a set of eyes. Oh, and I was like, so I'm like, that's it. You're not hunting me anymore. I'm hunting you, you know? So I start making my way towards the, uh, this, this animal that's on the other side, thinking it's one of the cats. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was, uh, it was a weasel. So that weasel didn't stand a chance. Yeah. Yeah. So then I laughed at myself yeah. and, uh, and, and trucked it out the other, you know, three quarters of a mile that I had to go <laughs> that- walked into camp, grabbed a beer and, uh, Waited yeah. for the hands to stop shaking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's I mean, wild. yeah, that, that is a pretty crazy story. I mean, um, there's probably, uh, well, I know there's 50 plus humans that you've locked yourself in a cage with and, and, mm-hmm. and come out doing pretty good. But, uh, two mountain lines is, is probably a pretty distinct, just, uh, you know, disadvantage. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of one, one's enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of getting locked in a cage with another human, let's talk a little bit about your UFC uh, career, how you got into it. You know, how'd you get into fighting? Um, cause you, you started out working with your dad, mm-hmm. didn't you? And framing houses and stuff like that. If you could yep. just, just tell us a little bit how you, you know, how you got into fighting and then Wait, um, probably it was fighting with his brothers. Like we do probably like, well, I might as well do this for a he living. Got, either that or he got tired <laughs> of getting, got, you know, getting the wedgies Yeah, and he took it yeah. out on, Wait, on are them. You, so you're the youngest of the three brothers. There's I'm three the brothers. Three bro- yeah. I've, so I've you, got two, I've got two older brothers and a younger sister. You got some yeah. wedgies then, didn't you? Cause I know he yeah, did a, a couple. Yeah. A couple. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, um, I mean, I grew up, uh, grew up wrestling. Um, I mean, some of my earliest memories are on the wrestling mat. Um, my, uh, two of my uncles, uh, my mom's brothers, um, wrestled at, uh, Lehigh. Uh, and, uh, one was actually, a a, a two-time national champ and, and, uh, you know, two-time All-American, two-time fourth. Um, so wrestling is, has always been, you know, it was, it was, it was the family, it was the family sport. It's in your blood for sure. Yeah. So, so then, uh, uh, one of my earliest memories is actually watching my other uncle who wrestled there. Um, we went out to one of his matches and I think I was like three or four. Um, so, you know, growing up with my brothers, we would, we would, we were always outside doing physical stuff. We were always playing kill the man with the ball and, you know, like making up games. That's not what you called it. No, yeah. <laughs> there was another name for it. We called it back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we were always doing physical stuff. And, um, you know, by the time I got to high school, I, I was, uh, you know, as a freshman, I was uh, 98 pounds, like soaking wet. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to stop playing football. I'm going to stop playing baseball and, you know, we'll just focus on wrestling and, um, you know, as a kid that grew up in the eighties, I grew up with all the Jean-Claude Van Damme movies mm-hmm. and Rocky and mm-hmm. this and that. And, um, you know, there was, uh, the, 
it's actually one of the things I think is missing from a lot of my kids' movies is there's no training montages. No, like <laughs> in what in what they watch, there's <laughs> right? no build up. There's no there's no like uh, they they might have the thing they have to get over, but there's no like there's no period where they're running up a mountain carrying you know? <laughs> logs and doing <laughs> carrying stuff like logs that. and a, yeah and a leather leather jacket. Nothing will um, be as good as it was in the eighties, Jim. Yeah, exactly. Never, yeah, it's it, not gonna happen. So. Um, yeah, I wrestled through through high school. Um, was a, you know, a, a a good wrestler, not a not a standout. Um, and then uh, I went to Virginia Tech for a little bit, and I ended up uh, I was I was there, and I was uh, playing a lot of racquetball with my with my buddies and stuff like that. And uh, you know, in the first couple of weeks, and and I was like, you know, what? I really miss wrestling. So uh, I ended up uh, emailing the coach and seeing if I could uh, you know come down to practice. And I ended up walking on um, like two weeks before the first match. And uh, maybe maybe two weeks after that, I was starting uh, wow. at, at 141. And, um, you know, I was wrestling at a weight class that I shouldn't have been wrestling at. Uh, but I was the only at that point, I was the only guy that could uh, uh, make that weight, you know, that was uh, that was ready to wrestle varsity. And, and uh I, uh, I busted my ass, you know, and, and kind of, kind of, uh, took my focus off of my academics, unfortunately, uh, you know, for, for a few weeks there. Worked out and, pretty uh, good, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> you're you know, not you go, to, you go to school to be an like engineer, that. you know, yeah, it's exactly. like, uh, and next thing you know, you're just, uh, engineering, you're living in the engineering some W's in the, in, yeah. in the one column is what you were yeah. doing. So, so, uh, I, I wrestled, I, I, I learned a lot, um, I learned a lot about uh, myself and I learned a lot about like who to surround yourself with. You know, uh, I, I'm not a fan of the, the, the coaches that I had. I, I think they were uh, pretty crummy coaches mm -hmm. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, and, and uh, but like, I, I, I did realize that it's like, Hey man, I need to surround myself with, you know, if I'm going to, you know, at that point, I wasn't thinking about it, but, um, you know, once I started MMA, it was like, Hey, I need to surround myself with people that are good. Cause I went to a wrestling room, uh, where, you know, I was kind of the big fish in, in, in high school. I, I would wrestle at some clubs and stuff like that, where I wrestled great wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I hop into a wrestling room at, in college with a bunch of, you know, multiple time state champs and stuff like that. And, uh, I, I got way better yeah. <laughs> really quickly. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, so uh, took a little time off of school trying to just figure out what what I was going to do. And, and uh, you know, uh, my, my brother, Dan and I uh, were the we're the middle kids. So we're the we're the we're the screw ups, you know, right here. Our older brother is a veterinarian, you know, and our younger our younger sister, she's got her doctorate and, uh, you know, and all this stuff. So. Uh, they use their heads. We, we use our heads in a different go. way by getting mm -hmm. punched in them. But, uh, we had, we had been watching a lot of the UFC events and pride events and, and, uh, finally decided like, Hey, we just need to, we need to find a place to train. And, and, um, at that time in 2005, um, they're the, the closest, the closest school that had a team, an MMA, you know, a, a, an MMA team, uh, and, and fighters was, uh, about 40 minutes from us. So, um, you know, we, we basically scratched up as much gas money as we could and money for, for equipment. And, uh, you know, 
we walked into the gym the first day, uh, told our first coach, we're like, Hey, we want to, we want to end up fighting. And, uh, he's like, give us, you know, give me like two or three years. Uh, you know, you, you come in, you train hard two or three years. We can, you know, you can get an MMA fight. Um, so we went in that night, we trained hard. Um, you had a we fight were, a week later. We always pretty much, we were super banged up, like yeah. ended up not coming back for like five days. He probably thought like, ah, you know, sure. they, they, they're not going to hack it. And, uh, it was like the next Monday we walked in and it, then it was, it was six days a week from that point on. And, um, literally from the day that we walked into that gym to the day of our first fight was, was six months. Wow. Um, and, uh, things kind of snowballed at that point And it was, uh, like, yeah, like I had, uh, I had six fights, uh, uh and, and in Jersey at that time, there was no amateur either. Um, so it was straight, straight to professional and, I had six fights in a year and a day. Um, That's crazy. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, things kind of rolled pretty quickly. And, and um, I I dove straight in, you know, it was like. That's pretty that, cool. That, yeah, that became like I'd go to go bang nails all day, you know, get up at six o'clock in the morning, go bang nails, be done at three thirty, come home, go for a five mile run, grab a bite to eat, get in the car, drive 40 minutes, train for three hours, come back hit the head, hit the hay and, and get up and do it the next day. And, uh, you know, it turned to from six days to seven days a week training. And, and uh, like, that was it. That was, is your brother still fight? Is your brother Dan still fighting too? Uh, no, he's not. He, uh, he retired in 2015. Um, he had a, a bone fusion in his neck in 2013. Um, tried to tried to come back. But uh, it just needed more time. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, you know, it's it, uh, he, he did a little bit of grappling after that. But, um, you know, it just uh, it ended up taking a, a, a couple years for him to kind of feel good with it. So what's it like when you're know, leading up to a fight where, you know, you've got a family, you've got little kids. It's pure chaos when you have kids. Yeah. But how, oh, yeah. How, what, what do you do to mentally prepare yourself um, where you you're like, I, I can't imagine you know, the stress that's behind that in training for a fight and just in, in raising a family at the same time, it's gotta be a pretty big challenge. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that like, I, I'm the type of guy that I am, I'm in the gym, I'm focused on training mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very good at what's right here in front of me. I am not a good multitasker. Um, but like you put a problem in front of me, I will, fix it or an opponent yeah or an opponent right <laughs> yeah. like you, you yeah. put you put something in front of me and i will i will get it done i will not be like hey what time is it oh no i've got to do this other thing <laughs> right sure like I'm the, I'm the type of guy that forgets to do <laughs> to do the other stuff um so for me it's like i train as hard as i can you know uh or as hard as i need to on that day right given the given the type of workout and and then i shut it off and you know, the, the hardest part is, uh, those days where you feel banged up and my kids are like, Hey, you know, let's, we want to wrestle, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, it makes it difficult sometimes. Um, particularly like I had a, I had, I had Lyme disease was dealing with Lyme disease for quite a bit. Uh, I guess technically I still have it. Um, but, uh, it's been kind of like in, uh, again, technically, I guess remission for a few years now. So, um, uh, but there was a period of time, um, you know, 2015, 2016, where it's like it it just hurt. 
it hurt to it hurt to sit on my the floor and play with my kids mm-hmm. you know like I, I couldn't do it um so yeah it's a it's there are definitely hurdles that you have to you know overcome but uh like i said when i'm when i'm when i'm in the gym i'm focused on the gym when i'm with my kids and and uh you know we're doing that that stuff and we're you know we're we're going to basketball and wrestling and and this and that and trying to trying to make a you know uh a good meal every night you know because dinner was always our thing when i was growing up like yep it took a long time for us to uh you know i think i think my my oldest brother was probably 17 by the time that like we didn't that was the first time we didn't have dinner as you know a, a family um so like yeah, we try to have dinner as often as we can together and, and, you know, like sit down and, and, and do that thing. And, uh, I try to, I try to cook from whole foods as, as much, that's pretty much all we try to eat. We do take, get takeout way more than we should, that <laughs> way more than I want to, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's pizza box. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's unavoidable, but, um, yeah, like it's, uh, <clears throat> it's one of those things. It's just, uh, I just, I just try to just try to ride it, you know, yep. ride that, ride, ride the, <laughs> ride the roller coaster. And, uh, you know, I had a fight, uh, or I had a, I had a training camp. I ended up not having the fight in, uh, last February. <clears throat> and it was like, man, with, with everything going on with wrestling and basketball and dance, I mean, <laughs> I lived out of my truck, <laughs> you know? So it was like my wife and I, we were, we were ships passing in the night, mm-hmm. you know, it was just like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Do what well, you gotta do. Yeah. It's remarkable. And it's admirable. I mean, I, I, I feel like you're, um, you know, not to whatever blow smoke, but like sometimes a man does what he's got to do to feed his family, no matter what, time frame you live in you know you Mm -hmm. could have been jim miller 200 years ago jim miller now this is like this is what you do you put food on the table put shoes on their feet um your career you know most 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 fights most wins but it's still ongoing so you Mm -hmm. mentioned limes you've had what could could have been said you know would have would have put somebody on the shelf Mm -hmm. um i'm sure as a young man you probably got away with you know um you know, eating poor food, but now as you're older and wiser and more refined, you probably have found that, you know, how much your diet has impacted, you know, your sleep, um, mm-hmm. your recovery, because you can't get away with, you can get away with a lot in your twenties mm-hmm. and you're, if you're single yeah. or just oh, yeah. what don't have oh, any yeah. kids, but by the time you're, time you're nearing 40, you've got to start thinking, <laughs> you got to start thinking a little bit differently, eating a little bit differently. Um, I, I, if I'm not wrong, you probably avoid, you know, yes, we do it too. You you're busy takeout or whatever, but you know, you can't eat a lot of dairy on a regular basis and stuff yeah. like that. Cause you just, the inflammation, everything like that. But now that you have limes, you know, sort of handled or whatever, um, how much, and, and not just hold your thought for a second, but how much, um, do you think it had to do with uh, better eating in, in the limes? Do you think that that deflected, you know, some of, some of the, a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that, um, I think that really cleaning up the diet, um, mm-hmm. was probably the, probably the biggest thing, you know, like mm-hmm. I can't, I can't say for certain, um, <clears throat> because there were a couple different things going on. Right. Like, um, like with, with, with Lyme disease, it, it, 
the 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 infection itself, the bacteria itself, like wants you to be sedentary. Mm-hmm. That's what it's trying to get out of you. And and uh, me as a fighter, I, granted, there was a period of time where I was not training like I uh, like a professional. Um, I I was not training nearly enough because it was hard to get out of bed some days. Um, but I was still working out. I was still moving. I was still like forced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because of sure. my job to, to, to work out. So, um, so that definitely had a positive impact on my recovery, uh, as did, you know, the antibiotics, uh, they had some negative effects, uh, like absolutely Probably, destroying my gut. Yeah. <laughs> but, your, uh, your gut health. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, the, I think diet is one of the, the, the biggest, uh, the biggest things, you know, food, food is a, food is a medicine really is sure. like, um, you know, I, I, I don't adhere to anything like super strict, um, because I think that, that, uh, like morale is important. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like eating, and, eating is incredibly yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 You know, occasionally, and, and, occasionally ice cream cone goes down really nicely. Ex- exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's about the consistency and, and, and being, being, you know, doing the right thing. Yeah. 80% of the time. Sure. And when you're with you know? family or whatever, you don't want to be yeah. the guy that packs a pack of lettuce or something. You still got yeah, it. Yeah. You got to be happy. There, there are people the that, have, that would, that would, you know, I, I've, I've fought. What have I, what have I got now? 52 professional fights. Uh, you know, never, never missed weight. Um, ne- never even had to strip down and have the towel. Sure. Right. Um, there have been times where it's like, people would call me crazy. I had a, I had a beer a week out of a fight. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, I, there've been things going on and it's like, you know what? I, you know, you're, you're with, you're with family or something like that. And it's like, yeah. You're like, do I need it? No, I don't need it. Sounds do really good. It? Did you, did you <laughs> ever find that? Yeah. That Did you ever find that tick that gave you limes? No, no. Uh, have, yeah, that, I, I assume that's how you got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a pretty good percentage of, of people that uh, never they never find the tick, they never have a bullseye, uh, and they don't even test positive. <laughs> and I'm one of those people. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it I, I was I was lucky enough to to have the doctor that I have, and, and sure. you know when I started. Yeah, otherwise it could have been well, a wild goose chase. And once you start yeah. down that trail, you know, our father he he has symptoms that would you know you would think he had Lyme's disease because he actually had a tick inside his ear that he didn't find for three days when he was in the southeastern part of ohio um but he went to the va doctor because you know dad's a veteran and they you know he he was tested negative for Lyme's Mm -hmm. disease but um he has some of the same symptoms that that it comes with so we're to this day we still think he has he has effects of Lyme's. so jim you um have you you're we're in hunting season right now, but you have to um, you're balancing the kids and all that stuff and, and, and the family, but you are active on the roster right now. So you have training that you have in you. Do you have a fight coming up or? Uh, well, it, it's actually uh, breaking. I, I do have one. I do have one coming up. It's uh it's a ways off. Uh, we're looking at like mid February. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, just, I literally just found out. Yeah. So oh, I, nice. I can't really say it. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, do, do you find uh, that that keeps you um, honed up, like knowing that you have a fight, like, or do you just stay ready, pretty much ready to come off the shelf at any time? Um, you know, the, 
I always used to, and now it's, there's so many things that pull me out of the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of times now I, I need a little bit of time to like kind of recoup. There's some, you know, recurring injuries that, that always just get aggravated. Um, that just take a little time to calm down really, you know? So, um, so, uh, I, I'm not in the gym all the time, at least doing like the, 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 the live stuff. Um, even, uh, even grappling at this point, like, you know, when, when another person has, uh, you know, an opinion, that's, uh, that's, that's when I usually end up hurting myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like I'll hit pads, yeah. uh, I'll do, you know, strength conditioning and stuff like that. And, and I, and I do that pretty much all the time. Um, but, uh, sometimes I'll take a little bit of hiatus away sure. from like, you know, the, 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 uh, grappling for MMA or, or, or sparring and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, you know, there, there was a time where it was, yeah, I'd fight and then Monday morning <laughs> be back at it back in but, there. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're one of the older guys on the roster, then you, you gotta, you gotta learn how to, how to do it as an old man. So, sure. uh, it's, uh, that's been a process too. So any of your experiences abroad related to food, you know, resources, things like that, that you see that you, you know, you live in New Jersey, you talked about maybe making it out West sometime. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, look, you've seen a lot more of the world than we have, um, just probably through your career. Like, um, do you, is it, is it pretty cool living here in America? Do we pretty much have it made in the sense of like some of the access we have to hunting, things like that? Like, where's that strike with you based on, you know, maybe, I don't know, Canada or Europe or Brazil or something like that. I don't know what those places are like, but like, you're, I you know, we're, we're pretty much good old American rednecks and, and we yeah. like it that way. Um, I'm just curious, like for you, have you seen any other practices that you're like, man, that's really cool or butchering or anything like that? Um, you know, like, it sounds like uh, you're, you're moving your I'm way a towards a, being an Amishman, um, <laughs> with your, with your farm, which is cool. I totally <laughs> think that they probably got it figured out ahead of us. They're probably like, the smartest group uh, of individuals. I don't, know, out of I don't know where I'm going with I the mean, farm. Just, you know, like just Jim, Jim wind up living in a cabin, living out his old age at a cabin, uh, in Montana, chopping his firewood oh, and that sort oh, of thing. You're, or you're speaking my language right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I haven't spent too much time like abroad, honestly, mm -hmm. um, and and like fight weeks and stuff like that. You know, I've, I've fought just... I fought around the country and I've, I've fought in Canada a few times. I fought in Brazil. I fought in uh, uh, England. Um, but like fight week, I'm it's pretty just much hotels and media. Yeah, and I'm all just that stuck in a hotel. In yeah. yeah, like cutting weight. So it's it's not very it's not very fun. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't really experience all that much. Uh, but. Yeah, no, it's uh it's, it is great living here, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, I, 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 uh, I've always had the, like the dream to like homestead. Like that's always mm -hmm. been my, my thing. Cause I, I want to, I want to provide as much as I can for my family, um, for multiple reasons. The, the selfish reasons that like, Hey, I think it tastes better. Mm -hmm, sure. <laughs> and you know, and and you know we we the 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 climate change and and this and that and cows are bad for the environment and all this other stuff that gets you know spewed about these days and it's like a local seasonal diet is the best thing that you could do for the environment mm -hmm. and you know 
like I, I know, I know a few vegans and train with a few vegans here in New Jersey. And, and I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, where all those avocados you eat, you know, the three a day that you eat, like where, where they're grown, how they're shipped, you know, uh, like I, I, I produced, you know, uh, over a hundred pounds of beautiful red meat for my family, tons of, tons of calories, Right in the that backyard I, that, I, that I, that I drug to my mm-hmm. door. Like I didn't, I didn't even have to, you know, like, okay, maybe I put it on the tractor just to, <laughs> just to save my back a little bit, but it's like, I could, I could drag it to my door, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there, there's no, there's no fuel used. Now granted when we get into the, you know, where my, did I produce my own arrows and bow and all this stuff? Like, you know, there's, there's definitely the, the devil's in the details with some of that, but yeah. Uh, I, I want to try to, have a little spot and and like i said produce as much as i can i'm still getting trying to over the hump with my with my family on like the livestock thing like we've got mm-hmm. the chickens um we they had don't a, really want you to kill them and can, eat them no yeah <laughs> we had a we had don't. a tough year on the birds like we, we we lost a lot this year um got a got a a, a bobcat problem and oh, no. uh and foxes yeah well um when it comes to the goats, little little tip for you: never, yeah. never, never name your animals because once yeah, you well, once you name them, yeah. you're done. You're not yeah. you're not eating Timmy the goat. I, 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 that's why I told <laughs> I told him I'm like, listen, we got like there's there's hundreds of pounds of protein, you know, on the hoof that we don't have to refrigerate. Mm. <laughs> our, our, <laughs> and it's like, nope, no, 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 we can't do like no, they're they're not pets, they're they're livestock. Like, mm. I, our, you know. Our nephew, he'd kill me if he heard me tell the story, but he was at the county fair and one of the other 4-H gals that he he liked sold her goat at the mm-hmm. auction, so he bought it. Um, well, it was Doug. He took it home. He, it was, his name was Doug. Well, he had it for a while, and then she started dating one of his friends. So he was like, okay, you guys can butcher the goat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we butchered Doug at that point. Doug uh, got crucified after the girl, you know, gave up on uh-huh. him or whatever. And now he tanned the tanned the goat hide and it's on the seat of his truck. So <laughs> I, I, I guess if the goat. That is awful, yeah. Teddy. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, Doug, Doug really didn't have to be done that way. No. But. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the goat did nothing. Goats are really tough because there's so much like dogs, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, they, they, yeah. You, you have them around, you, you, you get used to them. But, um, I think, <laughs> I think it's admirable and, and, and it's, and it's great. And like you said, more people, and we, we try to do that a lot with, with our outreaches is encourage people to get more into obviously the butchering side of it, but mm-hmm. de- debunk a lot of the myths surrounding, um, you know, eating meat is bad for the environment. Mm. Um, it's, it's actually the opposite, you know, every cell in your body, um, benefits when you eat meat. Um, mm. you know, it's, 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 it's certainly you can, you can, you can get by with a carnivore only diet. Mm. Some do. I, I like, like you, I like eating f- lots of foods. So yeah. like, you know, I, I don't want to get st- stuck in that, but, um, we we're all the time advocating, you know, the more the more uh, knowledge that you can build, the more um, experience that you can gain mm-hmm. surrounding supplying yourself, keeping yourself in supply with food. Um, yeah, of course, the, there's if ever needed aspect of it. Like, you know, maybe I'm not, you know, the, the Armageddon or whatever hasn't happened, but 
Um, I think a challenge for um, all of us is like to um, make sure that we push back a little bit on 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 the push to abandon yeah. meat and yeah. abandon resources that that you know 200 years ago were common practice. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody had some preparation, food preparation responsibility themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, now, like I said, you know, either you're a homesteader um, or you're, you know, maybe you're Amish or something like that, but you don't, you, those skills have dwindled, but they need to kind of be built back up. And I think it's great totally. to like, at whatever level we're, you know, you're maybe not an expert at it. You're, you're learning as you go, but like you're, you're at least, putting some knowledge in the, in the knowledge base and like that, and, and trying to strike a balance between, you know, what you, you know, that time that you grab takeout cause you're in a biz, you know, you're busy, but then there's that other time where, you know, 50% of your meal came from your farm, you know, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. And the great thing about home brewing is, you know, you got a stash right there until That's it right. runs out. You don't have to go to the store. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, the biggest challenge is just keeping it cycling, you know, so that yep. way that you, you, you don't get into it too early or something like yeah. that, you know, but that was, um, the, that was the hardest part with the wine is that like, I would, how <laughs> wait, how wait, how long do I have to wait? Long. Seth yeah, made somebody, like it, it, he, he, go ahead. I'm sorry. There was, yeah, you, there was too much, there was too much time in between. Like my, my wife was my, my wife was pregnant for like, you know, you got it all out of the way at once. A few years yeah. straight, right? <laughs> like five years straight, practically. So, uh, when she was pregnant, like we would, I would build up and I'd be sure like crazy, yeah. making a bunch of wine. Well, and when your wife's like, pregnant, you got to drink. Green, <laughs> yeah, once the once the green light turned on, right? Once it was like yeah. oh, I can I can go back to drinking, you know. And it's like then it was just like boom, we would just wipe out the a supply, and then it'd be like I'd I'd build it up again and then boom it'd be it'd be destroyed again the last batch that seth made he repitched it i had to, to i had increased the alcohol content i had so to like, on the wall it was <laughs> the challenge was could you drink an entire bottle Oof. uh and it was it was tough that was his last batch it was tough stuff but. well i was i was i was fearful <laughs> that it was actually going to kill me at some point so i was like i i, I need to stop doing this we didn't talk much about the cookbook, yeah, but I, I, I want to highlight that for a minute. Definitely. Um, when did the idea come about? And uh, just, yeah, tell us a little bit about the Fighter's Cookbook. Because um, well, he's a businessman, too. Uh, so absolutely. whenever you can do something you love and turn it into a little bit of enterprise, why not? That's kind of what we yeah. did with yep. our model. So, I mean. Well, as in our, you know, our viewers and our listeners, um, go check this Jim's cookbook out. Um, you can find it on, on Amazon. Where do you exactly. prefer they yeah. buy? Where, where do you prefer because they maybe buy? You don't want to send them to Amazon. Uh, I think it pretty much gets pushed to Amazon at this at this point. I know, pretty much, yeah. pretty much yeah. everything. Yeah. Does. So it sucks. Easy. Yeah. You yeah. go to Amazon. Otherwise, you can go to the fightersbook.com. Yeah. yeah, and you get a little bit more, a little more of the pie. That yeah. Way. So yeah. we prefer we prefer our audience to go to the fighterscookbook.com. Grab Jim Miller's book. It's phenomenal. Um, go through right. it. Grab the recipes and uh, duplicate them yourselves. But Tag yeah. soup is Tell one that you don't want to feature in that book. And just for yeah. for the for the the audience that maybe doesn't know what tag what that term means is whenever you buy a tag to go hunting and you come home and the tag expires because mm -hmm. you didn't fill it, you have to eat tag soup. Mm -hmm. That's right. All right. I'm sorry. I've eaten said, it plenty of times. <laughs> yes, we all have. Yep. Yeah. Tell us a little but, bit about your book, Jim. Yeah. You know, um, it's uh, it. It came about really quick. It was like one of those things. It was like, hey, uh, like we're we're gonna we're gonna do do a do a product, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, like I like to 
kind of goes back to a lot of things. I like to share, right? I like to, sure. I like to, you know, um, I've always, I've always enjoyed cooking for people, but like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be working in the back of a, at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, been there, done that. Um, so it's like, don't, don't know exactly how to share, you know, food with people and, and, uh, was working with a group of people and they're like, Hey, why don't we just come out with a cookbook and, um, banged it out. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know, and, uh, it's, uh, you know, like it's one of those things. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's niche. Um, you know, uh, uh, especially you, you, you know, you put wild game on there. Listen, uh, just about every recipe in that, you in that book swap. It yeah. Out it was, whatever. Yeah. was adapted from, mm-hmm. you know, beef, pork, chicken. Um, so, uh, that is kind of one of the, one of the little things that I think we might've should have changed, uh, you know, in the branding of it, but, um, you live and you learn, but, uh, yeah, like I, 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 like I said before, I enjoy sharing, uh, there he is. There you go. So I, I enjoy sharing, you know, uh, game sure. that I have, that I have, you know, harvested with, with people. And it's, a it's, I find it it's more satisfying to me and the reaction is better and, and people appreciate it more than if I just went and bought, you know, um, even if I bought like, you know, beef loin or something oh, like yeah. that. Um, so, you know, being able to share that type of stuff with people and, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, I, I find that like, if I'm, if I'm cooking for something, I'm trying to, I'm trying to use as much, you know, venison or, or, or black bear if I have any left, uh, or uh, or pheasant, you know, to 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 share with them, and and uh, so yeah, it's kind of just dipping my water or dipping my toes into the water of of uh, of that, and 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 um, we're hoping that uh, I can kind of build off of it, you know, potentially starting maybe maybe do some cooking show type stuff. Oh, uh, absolutely, you know, I love it. To YouTube well, and, and you know spices, so butchering spices. That's you know how our company got uh, founded was we were using all these spices mm-hmm. in our shop. So you know, like you mentioned, we um, we came we had we had a product actually because we were using it in the shop. Um, but you know, I talked a lot about meat carnivore type stuff, but there's something to be said about accompanying a meal with. Uh, I mean, it's hard to beat a great loaf of home baked bread. Mm-hmm. or potatoes or something like that or you spice it or you add uh the wine or the beer to it or whatever like that so you can you can take that staple or whatever um and i think it's a privilege for us like to be able to have meat with every meal if we want i mean i say this because we talked about the scarcity of game 50 60 years ago yeah. um we've talked about you know god forbid meat somehow get um demonized to the point where it's uh outlawed and then you know you're well you're, we, you're probably can, out there hunting black bears at yeah, night at yeah, that yeah, point. Say, we, we yeah. can we can get canceled on social media but they are gonna have a hard time canceling me from going in my backyard and taking something <laughs> that Bingo. i guarantee you. <laughs> yeah right pretty um, sure i know where i'll be but it's a privilege to have meat on the table mm-hmm. as part of the meal because you know th- there's uh times throughout different parts of the world where you had to eat you know whatever you could scrape scrape up or whatever um, we live in a time where, you know, we have typically plenty of food, um, but it's pretty awesome to talk somebody that's like-minded, um, similar experiences around food, because that's very much a passion of ours. So 
Um, I do hope to see that, you know, as, as you um, perhaps go through the remainder of your career, however long that will be, it doesn't sound like you're ready to give it up anytime soon. Um, but as you start to get into some of, um, you know, what really makes up Jim Miller, um, which is, you know, everything we've talked about, mm-hmm. um, yeah, wish you all the best. Obviously, like it's it's Thank fun you. to see our um, our relationship with regard to, you know, perhaps, you know, a trick here or there about butchering or, you know, the spices that somehow you can, you know, you can. We, we always talk about how, how, how can we bring value? Um, how can the bearded butchers bring value? Like, can we bring value through our, for, through our knowledge? Like, can we just put it on YouTube um, in the sense that like, you know, hanging deer, butchering this way, field dressing this way, or the spices? Like, you know, some people are very much into doing every bit of the meal themselves. They want to get all mm-hmm. the stuff together, or some of them just want a great spice they can grab off mm-hmm. the shelf. So like, um, bringing value but like it sounds like as you continue you've you've entertained uh, a lot of millions of people for a long time i i know um just to speak on that a little bit i remember you you would you would come into the cage and you'd always have that hunched look and it was like you were just you were just a scrappy guy that i always enjoyed watching um fight so um entertaining for sure that you've you've done thank you you froze nope, up there back. for a minute on the screen um, yeah, <laughs> but a little bit as you do a little bit more for yourself, it, um, you know, I, I wish you all the best with, Thank with you. regard to that, but I'm also excited to see, you know, a few more Jim Miller fights. I also have to ask about all the right. beard. I know you've shaved at times, but you probably mm-hmm. remain 90% of the time. You probably remain bearded. Is that true? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 There's always something. There's a, uh, I'm, Stash, I'm almost like, goatee, yeah, beard, I'm almost, some kind of hair on your face. I'm almost like a hundred percent of the time mustache. Sometimes yeah. I sometimes I, I I shave the bottom just to uh, annoy my wife. Sure, she is. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it. Well, I've enjoyed today. I enjoyed chatting with you. Uh, our lifestyles align. I think our morals and our values we align a lot. I think the only thing that would make this better is if we were uh, at Elk Camp out in Colorado, sitting by, sitting by a campfire, drinking one of those homemade brews. There you uh, go. Maybe someday that'll happen. Yeah. But um, yeah, with we've, no mountain lines. With no mountain lines. No mountain lines. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've we've absolutely enjoyed it. We appreciate your time today because I know everybody's schedule. It's not easy to block out some time. So thank you for doing yes, that for you. us. Thank no you problem. for thank being for on. Yep. Thank you for being on our podcast. Um, really appreciate it. And we want to wish you all the best in the woods, yep. which I assume you're going to find yourself in shortly. Um, Typically this yeah, time, what time of year, is it? It might be high. it's almost it's almost time Halloween, so you know yeah. it's time to get Perfect out there time. and find those bucks because they're starting yeah. to move around. So yeah, totally. you have you have a buck in your sights. You said I there's do. A big yeah. one creeping around. I do. There's a nice ten pointer creeping around, but you Good. know it's uh yeah they're they're smart. So <laughs> Go that's, what, that's what makes it fun. That is. Well, I hope you Absolutely. get it. Looking forward to seeing a picture once you do. Yep. All right. And uh, enjoy the holidays coming up, the rest of your hunting season, and we'll be in touch, Jim. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, great talking to you. Thank you, guys. Have a great afternoon. See ya. You too. Thank Bye. you.